Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome to Women on the Rise. And today I am joined by a fantastic entrepreneur who is going to share so much information with us today. And I'm joined in the studio with Yelena Danchevich, who is the GM and part owner of Retold. Hi. Hi, Yelena. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks Good. for inviting me. You're welcome. I am You've got such a fascinating story and such a fascinating journey as an entrepreneur. Before we dive deep, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your business. Of course, no worries at all. So I came in Dubai 15 years ago and um, I was actually in hospitality. But uh, since I was a kid, uh, my family was buying only secondhand clothes. Uh, so I'm in this all my life pretty much. So when I came here, I was in hospitality, still part of it, I am. And um, yeah, it started like that pretty much. When I came here, I needed a lot of clothes and it was just too expensive, especially that time in Dubai and to change it every day since I was in events. And uh, from all of that, it started the story about Retold. So Retold is a, a it's a secondhand clothing store here in Dubai. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of like a secondhand clothing store with a twist. I was in your store the other day, and one of the first things I said to you is, I'm like, it doesn't smell like a secondhand <laughs> yeah, store. Yeah, you said that. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't look like a secondhand shop. It's a really beautiful shop and it, it's got really interesting unique clothes inside and accessories and shoes and all of those things I need to come down and go shopping <laughs> you should yeah I'm waiting for you so before I want to um I want to talk a little bit about your journey to you getting to to being involved with retail okay. because you worked in hospitality yeah. first. And I think that's really interesting because we have some people who listen to the podcast who maybe have other jobs and are thinking that they would like to dip their toes into setting up their own business, but maybe feel like I've been doing this job for so long, whether it's hospitality or another area, and feel like... Th- there's not even a chance to go and do that. So maybe could you explain how you made the jump from being in hospitality to becoming an entrepreneur? Pretty much I never stopped with hospitality. I just combined <clears throat> two goods. Um, I was um, working for restaurants and bars and clubs. And then uh, suddenly I was still buying the clothes. It was secondhand back home because here I couldn't find it. And uh, then I was just becoming, you know, desperate to find something that I can actually pay for it because I was earning fine. But the problem was that all my money was going to the clothes. I wanted to look good. I wanted to have a good makeup and all this. 
So how the time was going, I, uh, I'm a big fan of vintage. And uh, 2012, uh, I um, had my own uh, vintage online shop. So I was going here in a lot of markets. If you remember at that time, there was there was like one or two. And I was going there every weekend. And it was so good for me. And people love vintage because it was completely different. I had from cameras to clothes to suitcases to everything. And I'm a big fan of it. Uh, then uh, what actually happened um, at that time, I met uh, Sean. Sean is the founder of uh, Retold. Now mm -hmm. I'm a part of the owner and uh, GM as well. Um, and uh, we kind of spoke after few years and uh, we said okay let's combine both so in our first uh, shop we had uh, vintage and secondhand as well so the point was that I wanted to combine uh, the good uh, the two goods so for example I was working in restaurants and clubs and I knew a lot of owners of the places, GMs as well. So they were like, we need something new in our place. Like they're having like a ladies nights and all of this. And I was like, hmm, maybe we should just do an event of a secondhand clothing over there. So it'd be like a night shopping. Oh, great. Drinking. And all of this. Do you remember when we did it, uh, your event? We just did it with yeah. like a breakfast. So we just had um, a female fusion event over at Retold as well. And we brought all of our members down to the store. And it was great because we had a bit of breakfast in the shop. And some of our members came down as well and had showcase dolls in the shop. But I think everybody was really surprised because they hadn't actually been to Retold before. And was like, wow, this is a hidden gem that I didn't even know about and to explore and to also know as well that the one shop that you have is not the, the only shop that you have and that you have different types of vintage clothes from, you know, the basic high street, uh, cheaper items of clothing to more expensive designer clothes as well, which is why for me, I struggle to always have fresh things in my wardrobe because I'm on like TV, I'm speaking, I'm on um, online. And I always feel like I'd never have enough clothes. And you were saying to me as well, you're like, just come down and get I your clothes. I told you many times. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, I realized I just need to know your size, put everything on one rail for you, and then you just come in and you try it on and take what you need. Perfect. I got to do that. <laughs> That's way much easier. Okay. I got to do that in the next couple of weeks because I have a lot of events coming this up. This is so what I, I was telling clothes. you. Exactly. <laughs> and so... Oh, okay, so I want to go back even to yeah. to a bit more um, talking about the story because I think this would really help all business owners. So when the pandemic happened, yes, it was tough for all of us. Yes. Uh, a lot of people lost their businesses, lost a lot of money. I know I lost all of my contracts with my other business within about 10 days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was not a fun time. Yeah, no. What happened to Retold? So at that time, I was still in hospitality because I have so many contacts, really. Like, uh, that's why I told you I have, like, uh, from clubs to restaurants, we can do whatever you need. The point was that at that time, uh, we had a secondhand shop, which you cannot go in a shop because it was pandemic. You remember, like, we were yeah. all locked down and everything. But at the same time, the hospitality completely went down. So... I had like businesses that I can't do anything pretty much. And me as working as a consultant for all these um, places, hotels and et cetera, was 
quite difficult because I, I can't do anything. So what we did, um, we kind of, uh, um, do you remember when we had that three hours of going out only? Yes. Uh, yes. My three hours was actually in the shop. Okay. So I would be actually going over there and like take a photos, post it on Instagram and kind of a trying to keep up our people still interested. I didn't want this one to go away. Then I realized, and during the pandemic, that a lot of people just want to leave the country because they got scared. They didn't want to, you know, especially people from hospitality business. They just wanted to leave. Me, I never wanted to leave. I said, guys, it needs to come back regularly. So I realized there's a lot of people who are leaving. So I posted on Facebook. And I said, whoever leaving, you can ordinate your stuff or we can buy it for a buy it from you. And people actually start calling me like crazy, like crazy, like crazy. And then I get a list of people that I knew it will not continue all the time to be locked down, you know, yeah. every day. Yeah. So when we kind of uh, open up a little bit that we can actually go out, that was the time when I actually started uh, getting people in the store to bring their stuff and etc. Okay. The problem was that we were working on consignment. And uh, when you start your business, you have one way of working. Then later on, you realize what better works. Then, you know, it's, it's a process. We had only one shop. We were located in Umsukim Road. And uh, consignment didn't work for us because there was a lot of administration. Uh, ladies want to get the cash out of it. You know, it was just a lot of things to be do done. So I was thinking, thinking, thinking what we can do. And after... Uh, after we went out from the lockdown, I said, done, we're changing the whole system. People want to cash on the spot, let's give them. People want to give donation, let's take it. People want to get a credit in the store and just uh, swipe the items. How many items you have in your in your closet? Too many. Too many, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of, we were, on, we were on an edge of bankruptcy. Okay. And I was thinking how much money we actually have. We were like literally, I think... Around 5,000 dirhams, we had a budget. Wow. And I said, what I can do with 5,000 dirhams? Nothing. Nothing. Well, not true. Because people were leaving the country and they just wanted to donate it. And I felt sorry for them. So I was like, don't donate everything. I'll buy it for less money from you. And the rest, what I feel is not good, I will just donate it to the, uh, to the charities that we work with. They loved it, and then word of mouth was going on, and then, hey, mm. call Yelena, she's buying it now, blah, blah. I had that budget, and then I started selling it. So it became, you know, if I buy something, five, ten dirhams, 15 dirhams, I was reselling it, and then again I was buying it. And this is how we worked, Wow, pretty much. And I lost half of my stuff, to be honest with you, and it was so painful. Of course. I yeah. mean, it, when you have to let staff go, because yeah. they become like family, especially when you're a small business. And... You know, you have to, this is hard because you have to put the business hat on yeah. and not think about the personal side, even though you so much Definitely. want to, that sometimes the business has to Definitely. survive at the end of the I day. I was very happy that the, the I had the stuff and I told them what the situation. So half of my staff, they said, listen, we just want to stay with you. Anyways, I'm in Corona. What will I do for the next two months? Yeah. Let me sit and let's start it out over. When everything, after three months, we start working people actually continue with me and they're still with me. So it's kind it's of, a, we went through 
through pretty much the hell what I was thinking all the time. Okay, oh my God, we're going to the bankruptcy now. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're a second-hand shop. Then there was a stories about the second-hand clothes. Oh, that's the actually things what brought the corona. You know, a oh, lot yes. of this black magic yeah. and I don't know what the people start thinking, yeah. which wasn't true. What happened actually, that corona helped us out. Mm. Thank you, corona. Why? <laughs> because many people here didn't want to buy secondhand. They never traveled the world. They never saw many things. And many people are kind of uh, disgusted with those items. Then I start explaining a lot to them that if you go to any shop in a mall, how many times people try the shirt that you're trying on? Of course. Minimum 30, 30 times. And Why? you can have the people who will buy it, exactly. wear it for a night out and then return it And return well. it back with the tags because yeah. the tags, they keep it back. Yeah. So when you come inside, the stuff nicely uh, steamed the item, you will not even notice it. Yeah. So no. that item was worn more than that one person <laughs> who actually brought the item inside the shop. Well, I was surprised at how pristine everything looked in the shop and you've even got some stuff Thank you that very have much. the tags on it as well yes. which is quite cool which is actually to be honest I think only in Dubai <laughs> we buy we, many ladies tend to buy items that they never wear and they're like oh my god I never worn it that's the point you bring the items that you don't want it. It just started changing it from the stuff you need in the shop. Yeah. Especially, to be honest, we started all of this because many of the ladies that uh, we know, uh, they needed items to change all the time. Come on, we live now in a world of influencers and bloggers, right? Mm. They get all the time stuff for free. Many items they will never wear in their life, correct? Yeah. But they need items for events. For example, you have your events every single day. But you don't like going typical shopping, right? No, I don't have time. Exactly. So now what we have in town is a lot of stylists. Yeah. I realized that I can help out people a lot. So what people do, they call me. They say, this is my size. Can you help me out? I'm not charging you actually for that because you will come in my shop. I'll spend two hours with you and I'll give you the items from the shop that you need. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, trying great. to get yeah. that uh, kind of a sense of the people that... If you're buying stuff in our shop, you don't have to pay me as a stylist because I am giving you something for two hours. Later on, if you want the total makeover, everything, it's a different story. Mm. But I want to help them out. So the point is, I want the people that are coming inside the store, go out in an outfit that they actually like. And it's difficult when you go by yourself. Because you're like, oh, I need this. No, you don't need 10 shirts. You don't need the t 10 uh, black trousers. You don't need it. So we have Yelena in the shop saying, you don't need 10 of those shirts. Take those two. They look the best on you and leave the rest. <laughs> this is funny yeah. part. That's why people like to work with me. It's not typical about the cash. It's not typical about making money. It's because if you come in and you need three dresses for three events, but you like six, I'll tell you, you don't need it. Because maybe for the in the next one month, maybe you will gain weight, maybe you will lose weight. Come on, you're training now, right? Yeah. So maybe you will lose, maybe you will gain. Come back when you know actually when it's your event. I want you to go out and say, hey, that girl gave me the items that I need. I didn't need them extra. I'll come back again. Point is, come back again. Bring even more your stuff you don't need. Exchange with the items in the store. You can even shop for free. This is the point. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I want to go back to 
something business-wise that you talked None. about for a second was um, the pricing around whether you do consignment or you pay cash or you take donations. Yeah. And the reason for that is I think sometimes that some entrepreneurs overcomplicate things when they don't need to. And it seems that maybe you realize that doing the consignment was just taking up so much admin time that it was actually easier to change your business model with that and say, yes. we're keeping it simple. We're either paying you cash if it's a certain level, we're yeah. giving you store credit or you donate and that's it. The biggest problem was happening with the entrepreneurs and I realized that in a 15 years here is that Nobody has a clear road where they're going. When I make my business plan, I make two options. What will be if I do like this? What will be if I do like this? Even when I work with my, um, I, me as a consultant for clubs and restaurants and bars, I make them a six months, a whole plan. But what I say always, the first one month is introduction. We need yeah. to see in the first month what goes, what doesn't go. Maybe this month, because we live in Dubai, every month is changeable. You know this. So let's try and see what it works. Maybe we'll not work it out. Let's change the system completely. Well, and I think, but I, I okay, yeah, the UAE Dubai is, is a little bit special that way. It is, and definitely. Everything's crazy. Everything's fast paced. We've always got lots of ideas. Things are changing. But I think from a general business perspective as well, one thing that I see that the businesses that are the most successful is when they realize it's not working. Yes, or, and they change immediately. And they change immediately. And that's one thing that I even found with Female Fusion last year, that I had a plan. I was working to a plan. Everybody teases me that I like my plans. But I changed it like every six weeks because I was like, whoa, this isn't what I planned. <laughs> not only that, you realize that it doesn't work. Yes. And many entrepreneurs, they're like, okay, wait, I made my plan. Let me stick to the plan. Yeah. It will take six months to one year, but it will go. No, it will not no. go. You feel it doesn't go. Change it. After one month, you feel it doesn't go. Change it again. Who do you need in your life and with whom, which people you want to work? This is the main point. For example, I realized that um, uh, many people, and we have a lot of small businesses in town, mm. and people need a place. They need the place. Yeah. So you and me, we know each other. And uh, what happened is that actually you have a lot of small business. And I said, guys, if anybody need a place in the shop, instead of you going and paying for an actual spot, etc., this is your place. Let's work it out. So you need to change all the time to see what actually works for you. And do you know what? I think that's so great that I see more and more businesses are doing that, that, you know, somebody like you who has the retail space, but you don't need, you don't actually need all the physical space. Exactly. That you could probably fit in what, five to ten other exactly easily. Cause At the moment, we have uh, five. Five. So I can uh, combine five more. Yeah. yeah. And to, to be able to look at that, because that's extra revenue for you. Yes. That is savings for those brands who want to be able exactly. to be, be in your shop. Exactly. It's a win-win for everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. Not only that, that um, when I start thinking about it, I realize that uh, here we kind of need to work together. The problem is there is a lot of jealousy and there is a lot of, um, how to say it, like um, uh, people who are trying to say, oh, we're competition. To be honest with you, I realized a lot of places. I had the ladies who are coming inside my store. I had one lady, for example. She stole all my, all my system, the way, she, the way I work, everything. Ever. She tried to, to run this business. It didn't work it out. 
For me, to be honest, I don't see the competition. Unless a huge company comes and they open their own and I don't know what. You know what I mean? I do not see any of us competition. I only see that we can help out each other. This is what people need to figure it out. And, you know, I I see this and and you know me as well that I really promote that in Female Fusion that it's, you know, we need to support each other because owning a business isn't easy. And when you see people who get that and when they work together and they collaborate together they get more business definitely they get more business and that's why i got more other. small businesses in the shop and i told them guys you pay for the spot a little bit that whatever you earn it's your money yeah but through the shop you're getting more people the other five people are going to post about it that they're in the shop so it will come clients you never saw them in life yeah and if we work together we'll get more women inside we will make a bigger thing and now we start doing events so it's, it's kind win-win of win-win for everybody exactly yeah. yeah no i think that's that's so great and i wish that more people would see that and i think Especially in the beginning when people start out, I see this, that they there's this fear that people are like, people are going to copy my idea or, you know, they're going to steal like the brands that I work with. Everybody will copy everybody's idea. But the point is, who is going to succeed at the end? The point is that you can copy anybody's idea, really. Do you have an actual plan when you copy this person? Of course not. Come on. Of course not. Of course. And this is why I'm always saying, it's good to look and see what else is out there on the market. Of course. But then create your own stuff. Don't Definitely. try and copy it exactly because then people are going to be like, well, what's the difference between A, B, and C? Definitely. They all look the same. It's much better to think about who your ideal customer is and what they want from you. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I also want to talk to you. So talking about collaboration. I want to also talk about things like um, maybe exchanging services or, um, you know, maybe providing certain things for free because in the, well, I think the whole world over, you have this, that people will be like, oh, Yelena, um, so could you, um, could I come into your shop? Could I have like all of these outfits and, you know, use it for this, maybe keep a few of them. But, you know, I'm an influencer or I'll be at this party and your dress will be in this magazine. So you should give it to me for free. And it it happens a lot in Dubai and in the UAE, but it, it happens all around the world. Yes, as definitely. Well. Yes. What's your view on that? I have a view, but what's what's your view on that? Um, I am always for a barter deals if both sides get what they want, what they need. For example, we live in a world of influencers and bloggers. They will tell me millions of times every day, 20 of them I get. Show me what you can give it to me. So, for example, if she tells me, oh, you will get, you know, this photo. No, I want this, 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 and this, this. So I always go beyond and I count exactly how much it will cost me if I do it by myself. Yeah. And then I, I see if there's do a, that, right? Uh, a lot uh, because um, uh, because they can because everybody are like they're getting a lot of people they're getting like come on I work in hospitality and I'm getting the free dinners free coffees free lunch free uh, um, nights everything but what's the difference if you give me free you know what you can get from me. Yeah. Because people know that I will bring them the clients. They know I will tell the clients and it's a word of mouth. Yeah. But you need to be very, very careful. 
if you're deciding to do a barter deal with whom you're doing. With the people, for example, you and me, we can always talk about it, but we know each other. Of course, and yeah. That's different. Yeah. But if you have somebody who heard about you, say, "Hey, can you give me this? Who are you?" Yeah, I had. Why that are you coming and asking me for free? Who told you I work for free? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. No, I had that. I had that the other day that I had um, an influencer DM me mm. and say. I'm an influencer. Can I have a one-year Fusion Circle membership and I'll come to your events and I'll stick it on my social media? And she had something like about 500,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. But then I looked at her reels and I looked at her posts and her reels had like 100 likes and of no course. comments. And I was like, you're not an yeah. influencer. You're somebody yeah. who spent like $500 buying, yeah. your, buying your followers. Yeah. And but I think sometimes that if if being in business is new to you, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And this is what I hear from some businesses sometimes that especially if you have a product that a lot of times there's this perception that if they give their product for free to an influencer or to somebody or a celebrity of some yeah. type that if they wear it or if they talk about it that then instantly sales are going to of course to to follow but i'll be honest with you two years ago um i have a friend she's italian and she's married to a french guy this guy is my friend and i love him so much he has his own business that is only working with influencers, bloggers, and a lot of famous people. So I told him, listen, I have a one store and I want to be bigger. What do you suggest to me? He said, let's work it out. Let's work with influencers and everything. I said, why would I give to influencers any for free? He said, let's work it out together. You will see. He helped me out a lot. I can't tell you the name because you'll take my of idea. Of course. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> But uh, the point is that he gave me all these ladies And she sent, he sent me once an influencer. I, I'm giving them the voucher that they can spend like 50 dirhams, 100 dirhams and everything. They need to post on their social media about us and et cetera. And to be honest, because of them, that they were posting all over the place, people start seeing it. But I had a lot of them. And this is why I got an extra two more stores because I didn't have a space anymore. Ah. I started getting a lot of stuff. But how he helped me out. He didn't say, okay, give them free this, give them free that. No. We made a deal. You bring me an influencer. The influencer has like a 50 dirhams or 100 dirhams or whatever. Those influencers are coming back spending the money. Because they loved it so they much. They loved it so because I believed in the product I have. Yeah. That's the difference. If you get one person who will do with your female fusion and she's showing up, what if she can bring in? What, uh, show up around? Do what? It adds no value. It adds no value. Yeah. It, depending on the businesses you do. Well, and it's, you know, the other thing as well, so a lot of people, because there has to be a strategy behind everything, right? Definitely. So you had a strategy behind what you did, and you saw as well the power of having a lot of people in the repetition. Exactly. And being very clear on what that, that was. But I think a lot of times people don't have the confidence, and when you don't have the confidence, it's just like, oh, could you do a post about my about my product, about, yeah. you know, my skincare oil yeah. or, you know, my uh, my dresses that I make. And there's this view that because they think that if that one person does that, that sales change. 
And as I say to businesses that that's just one, working with influencers could be great like it was for yes, you. depending on the businesses you're having. The, the business, but also the strategy exactly. behind it and really being clear on what they're going to do for you and also being clear on who their audience is. Definitely. But not only that, I had a lady. He sent me a lady, 2,200 followers. And I told him, it's not an influencer, come on. And then she came in. She spent 3,000 dirhams in a shop, used her 50 dirham <laughs> voucher. <laughs> but she brought so me four more friends. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. It all depends. When somebody comes and tells you, listen, I'll give, give me this for free, but you will get all of this back. I'm willing. But if somebody is showing up and just saying, oh, give me for free because, you know, that's me. Who yeah. are you? Well, I, but it also goes to like the whole, one of the things I think we talk about this a lot in yeah. female fusion as well is that you have to go through being an entrepreneur's being a giver in a way definitely and not saying like give away a bunch of stuff for free but definitely. not look at a situation and be like what are you going to do for me instead how can i help you how can i share my knowledge with you or come into my shop you can use the shop for an event or i'll give you a 50 dirham voucher that 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 um, I don't want to say the word charity, but that kindness and empathy towards other people reflects back on you. The biggest problem that I see between entrepreneurs <coughs> is that when we're talking, they're telling us, they're telling me, oh, but Yelna, I'm just in the beginning, you know, I need to give to get. It's completely wrong. Yeah. At the beginning of every business, I didn't give anything because I first need to realize by myself what actually works for my business. Later on, if I want to expand like I did it now, if I want to expand, then I will start calling people or they will call me and say, hey, let's do some barter deal together because I can get this, this, this. Let's do this free, blah, 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 blah. But at the beginning, the biggest problem that everybody does is they start everything for free. And the funny part is when you start at the beginning for free, people will know because word of mouth will start in any country you live. Of course. People know people who knows people who will tell to this person that you actually, oh, you're not doing well because yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. everything for free at the beginning. Yeah. Later on, it's up to you if you're going to expand and give and etc. Of course. And I think also as well, so it devalues your, your offering. And also as well, it makes it very difficult to put your prices up. Definitely. And this is where, uh, and I've met some people who have really struggled with their businesses, had their businesses for like a year or two years and not charged anything. I'm like, uh, how do you live? You, <laughs> how do you, you pay your are bills? Are you a charity? Like the, this yeah. is the thing that we need to get past this mentality of working for free, providing things for free. And it's okay if it's win-win, but also as well, we as business owners need to stand in our power and say, I'm not doing this for free. And I think the the people who only want things for free or massive discounts are the wrong clients or customers. Again, it all depends how you started. Yeah. If you start strong, later on you can make any deal with anybody you want. I mean, I'm so glad I'm a part of the Female Fusion. I met so many people and anytime I have a problem, I call and say, Jen, come on, I need this one. Do you have any deal with me? And you know, I cannot pay that much for that kind of marketing agency. I know there are a lot of money. Of course. And then you say, hey, 
call this lady, check if she can give you a part of a discount. Never for free, but some kind of a yeah. discount or make a deal with her. Maybe you can give something and etc. It's all about how we work together. Absolutely. This is the main thing. And I met like a lot of ladies that uh, from Female Fusion that I actually work now with them. Yeah. And then we're helping out each other. So and it just it makes it so much easier. But so I think much. we also have to to stand in our power, as I constantly say, and not do these massive discounts out Definitely. of like the fear of scarcity or that you're not going to have clients or you need to charge for like, what you're doing. I have three stores now in Dubai. One is in Algorair city center, which is on the other part of the town. I have in Alcuz where you went and I have in GLT. Um, the thing is on every one week or two weeks, I do a lot of big sales. And then people are like, oh, why? Because you cannot sell it or because uh, uh, you're maybe closing it down. No, because I have a lot. See, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. For, you, for the sales, I would think it would be because you have so much stock. So much stock that goes it. in. Uh, I First, I want to thank all the ladies who came in. Seven days we had the submission. I got a lot, not only from ladies, from men as well. They brought even the kids stuff and everything. We got so much. And uh, to be honest, uh, we are the company that want to, everybody can buy for themselves. So I am giving the discounts in order to clear out the stock so we can bring new in. That's so Because great. I have so many clients who are coming every week. They want something new. I cannot keep up all the time. And I think point. that you're the you're you're the largest vintage secondhand clothing shop in the country, probably the region, right? Uh, GCC. GCC, <laughs> exactly. The whole region. Exactly, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. So on that, because retold is it's such a great concept. And, and honestly as well, like even when I've been in other countries, I have not seen anything to the standard of what you do. And Thank you. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I, I, I know I, I have a teenage daughter and she loves, you know, teenagers love vintage as well. And we've gone to different ones. And she's always maybe found a few things, but also been like, ugh, you know, it kind of smells in there. It's kind of Because it's too much vintage, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, of yeah. And yours feels like a, a, a real shop that would have brand new clothes Thank in a way. Well, most much. of them are very brand new. Um, you have started looking at international expansion. Definitely. How that that's kind of the next step for a lot of businesses when you get to a certain level and then you're like, okay, where do I go? Do I expand? Do I expand in the country? Do I go global? What what do you do? So you've been looking at other markets. What what's that process been like for you? So I want is always wanted to go global because for me, the GCC countries are the places where you actually have a lot of stock. And in Europe, people will never buy that much clothes, never, ever. But here they buy all the time. So I realized that these kind of items, they will never have it in Europe, you know, because in back home, you're just buying it like one, two, three pieces. So I said to myself, I travel a lot. Uh, almost every month I travel, and um, I always wanted to start with uh, Belgrade. With the uh, with uh, I'm from Serbia, um, and um, th this time I decided to uh, start with Greece uh, because I have a lot of friends over there, and I travel over all the time over there, and I had a great opportunity. Uh, they approached me, uh, they gave me a great deal for the space and everything. So I opened in a ski resort, believe it in, or not, in the middle of a Greece. And <laughs> I've now, been there. It's kind yeah. of the, it is kind of the middle of it nowhere, is. but it is like it's niche, <laughs> right? Like that's the thing you go. Yeah. 
yes. for the nation, the different that it has. I in decided your crowd. to open in places that are very niche. Like for example, I open in a place that's in ski resort, and I know what I want over there. Shop is very small, thirty square meters. We're the only one. There's nobody else like like us. All other shops are the same. They're selling like uh, skis, this one, ski, that one, and people love it. I have so many people coming inside, taking photos, etc. Especially we're next to the Delphi. <laughs> so everybody, all the tourists are passing. And I had the tourists from Dubai as well. So this lady, she saw it. And at the end, she came to Dubai and she bought it in the shop. So the point is, I decided to go global because I wasn't scared. Many people who are starting out there saying, oh, come on, I'm okay here. Let me just not expand it better we stick where we are now, we are okay. The biggest problem is when the people say, we are okay, let's do not do more than this. No, try, just yes. try and say yourself, okay, if it doesn't go, I lost this much. How much I have money or, or, or possibilities to lose it in case I yeah. lost it. So I was very secure about myself. I'd open it up and go well. And it's only three months. I love it that, that you think back. I mean, I... Just I cannot think small. <laughs> everything I do is thinking big, you know, yeah. from the time I've been little. And I think that that's so important in entrepreneurship. I mean, thinking big, but also thinking about risks, right? Yes. You know, because you need to always think about we, we need to make sure that we're not yes. going to lose it all. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I mean, what a great idea to take that because it is this concept. I haven't seen it anywhere else in the world. So it's yeah. really fascinating that you started with Greece. And I guess you're going to be looking at other markets now as well to be continue keep you posted uh, <laughs> top secret fantastic but it's I, I also love as well seeing brands from the UAE going global yeah because it always used to be that it would be the the other way around that Definitely. people would only come right. here and I really love it when I see brands from here that are homegrown from here and if you travel and you see them in other places and you're like they're from the UAE. It just, it feels so cool. I even, yesterday, I met uh, the woman who is one of the co-founders of Hunter Foods. You know, Oh, the yeah, of course I do, yes. Never met her before. So fascinating. And she was talking to me about how she had been working on, like, the branding and the packaging. And she was saying to me, she's like, we're available in more than 100 countries around the world. And I, I didn't was like, know that. Right? Because I said to her, I said, are you expanding like a little bit? Because I said, I'm pretty sure when I was in Greece this summer, I saw Hunter crisps like for sale at the airport and in supermarkets. She's like, yeah, we're in like more than 100 countries. That's and I, amazing. I was like rock stars. So it's amazing. I, I want to have her on the podcast that as well. That would be because great. Because yeah. it's just, this is what I love about thinking big. And as women as well, to not have that fear, like to dare to dream big and go, I came up with this idea here, it worked. Let me take it to the world. Definitely. The biggest problem is that the people are scared. Yeah. I understand that. You need to know exactly, you need to make your own plan and say, how much I have, what do I have, and etc. I saw many entrepreneurs that were like, if I bring this investor who will invest, and then this one is an extra people, extra work. First, you need to realize by yourself what you want. Do you want to do this or not? If you want to do it, you need to find a way. And yeah. of course, not to go in a complete bankruptcy or something, but make a plan. I have if I have 10,000 euros. I mean, 50,000 dirhams. I have 50,000 dirhams. Let me do that. Yeah. If but I lose I it, I lost well, it. You need to have a plan. 
behind yeah, it. Plan is number one. You need to you need to always have a plan. And I think anybody who's thinking about you know either growing their existing business in the country or looking international, anything. There needs to be a plan. You can't just go, yeah, I'm going to do this and hope it works out. Definitely. But not only that, because you said we're the homegrown business in Dubai. We went to Greece. And I was thinking, okay, let's just start it up, you know, 30 square meters. We'll see what mm-hmm. will happen in six months. People start coming. People start calling me. I got an um, invitation to uh, open a shop in Athens. I opened to open a shop in Mykonos to do the collaboration in uh, places like uh, Halkidiki and these kind of places. And then suddenly they start calling me from Holland. I got an offer. So it's like it, it just people start hearing yeah. about it, you know. And it's amazing when you have this feeling. I feel so good that it's, oh, my God, you know, it's like. But do you know what I think is so special about you and your business? And and I see this with a lot of women, though, is your business is something that you're so passionate about, right? Yes. Like it's it, it, it's kind of part of your soul, the whole it's actually sustainability, my whole life. your yeah. whole life. And so that for that for you, the passion, like I can see this and I'm sure everybody can hear it in your voice as well, just the love and the passion for the sustainability and offering that other alternative to the world is so important. To be honest with you, my mom and I, we were buying since we were kids. And the dream of my mom in the 90s was to open her own second-hand shop in uh, Belgrade. And uh, two years ago, when we went to craziness and everything, my mom died. And uh, my dream was that uh, I opened a shop in Belgrade under her name and everything, you know, just in the memories. Then I was thinking... Why to keep up with one shop only? My mom was always saying you need to kind of uh, go towards your wishes and what you love. Because to be honest, I finished economics. I was working in HR. I was HR manager. And then I started doing as a hospitality. And then I went through changing a lot of things. And then I realized this is what I love. I love changing clothes. I love being different. I love being unique. I love being crazy, you know. So if you love what you do, you can do anything, really. I know money is also important, and I know many entrepreneurs will say now, yeah, but what if you have this much and this? With little, how much you yeah. have? We started after the craziness of Corona, we started with 5,000 dirhams. Yeah. This is what we have. What can we do? And this is exactly what you should do, make a plan. And if anybody needs a help, I'm here, really. I don't <laughs> mind helping out, seriously. But but I love that, that... that you know, I, I'm seeing um, just so many themes as well behind you and your business. I mean, one is just really the power of thinking big and what it can do, but then also having the the passion and the values behind that, that that really drives it. And it is, you know, it's so true that you don't have to have a major investor or major funds. It's great to have that. Definitely. But, you know, with my businesses, I've never had investment. I've never had, um, I, I've had a bit of money, but like not not a lot. <laughs> had to work. And I think that what you're saying as well, that if you have that passion and drive and you're thinking big, that you can make it happen so long as you have a plan. You need to have, number one, you need to have a, you need to have a passion. If you're not passionate about your, I met so many entrepreneurs and I need to say sorry to say this. They're not passionate about it. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm here now. What should I do now? Girl, you need to work 24-7. <laughs> you need to yeah. work 24-7 to think about the business you love so much and make a plan about this business. Yeah. And then if you need a help, I'll call you 
I'll call other friends I know and ask you like, guys, can you help me out? What do I do now? I'm stuck in the middle of this, but I want this, this, and this. And everybody will help. But if you people feels you don't have that passion and you just kind of wanna work to work it out and make some money to kind of have in your, it's not going to work but it out. But that's a hobby. That, yeah. That's not a business, that becomes a exactly. hobby. And this is where, and look, it's okay to have a hobby. If you want to have a hobby and make a little bit of money, that's okay. But then that that's a different kind of business. Definitely. And different people, and I find this when I speak with um, some entrepreneurs as well. Some entrepreneurs are very honest and they're like, look, so long as I make you know a certain amount of money every month, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. That's all I care about. That's the problem because people are all the time okay. Yeah, but do you know what? For some people, if they don't need the money, if that's kind of if they're happy with that, that's okay. But then you have crazy ones, I think, like you and I, <laughs> no, <laughs> who are like, which countries are we going to go to? How many more services yeah. are Dubai you know, became small for us? <laughs> exactly. It's like, where are we going to go? Yeah. And you know, there's I, I think there's a place on the spectrum for everybody. Like, there's no right or wrong, right? Because the way that I run my business and the way that I approach entrepreneurship, some people look at that and that's terrifying for them. Like, True. Are you serious? No, I don't want to go international. No, I don't want to. I don't want it. Somebody said to me the other day, so how many members do you want to have in three years? And I just looked at them really straight and I said, 10,000. And he's like, yeah. but can you manage that? He's like, of course I can. I have a plan for that. And he exactly. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for some people, it's very natural to go, I'm going to go as big as I possibly can. And other people are like, I'm happy with having you know a certain amount of money, having that flexibility, taking my laptop, going to Bali for a month, or going off on holiday with the kids. And there's no right or wrong, um, but it's just, I, I think, you know, you, you do need to have a plan. Definitely. And I mean, the passion helps because, you know, the passion and, you know, like you, when you were facing bankruptcy, if you didn't love that business, you I would just turn around. You would have been like, okay, I'm going to close down the business. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with me. Sometimes people say to me, they're like, why are you working so hard? And I look at it and go, because... I believe in it. I believe <laughs> in it. And I see how many people we help, right? And that's kind of what what keeps you going. Like, I get messages from women every day, you know, oh, because you did this or because Female Fusion did that, you know, I've won this contract or I've changed this in my business and I've made more money. And that, to me, is like, it's a movement. It's changing the world and it's offering economic opportunities to women that we might not necessarily have had before. I agree completely. Yeah. It's, oh my God, we could go on for hours. (laughs) And it has been such a fascinating discussion. And I think, you know, there's so many things that have come out from this. And I think we're probably going to have to do another episode. Um, I don't mind at all. Thank you for inviting me, really. You're welcome. I think when we have more global expansion, we're going to talk a lot more about the global expansion and how that's worked. But I think you've really shown, you know, the power of thinking big, the power of 
having that passion and that just shines through in everything you do. I have a feeling we're going to meet up next year in some other country <laughs> doing the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you do Definitely. Know, I'm in all of the locations we're going to we're doing podcasts in different Definitely. countries as well. So, hopefully next podcast we'll do we'll do in another country. I'm in. Thank you so much for inviting me, really. Excellent. Thanks so much, Elena. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you'd show us some love on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and don't forget to share it with your friends. Also, feel free to let me know what other topics you'd like me to cover. You can get in touch through social media or through the website, femalefusionnetwork.com. Here's to thinking big, going big, and building the business of your dreams. <laughs>